We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Who are we looking at? Belly out to the fantasy bar and find out. Welcome back, guys. Friday edition beers, daily fantasy six pack. Good to be back here in the fantasy bar once again with six of my favorite plays for a big Friday night on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Now, before we get into things, guys, a couple things. As we always say before we get started, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Very important. Get notified when the videos are coming out. Also, if you enjoy your time here in the fantasy bar, whether you're a long time and you go back, years and years, or you are a newer member here in the Fantasy Bar, do me a favor. Click that thumbs up button, guys. really helps us out over there on YouTube. The tip jar here, free information, free video for you. All I ask in return is you hit that thumbs up button. Now, let's talk FanDuel. Make sure you go over and get your entry in in the single entry series. Bigger buy-in this week, $100 buy-in, but your top four scores count for the week, six weeks of contests, and chance to win $10,000 at the end if you qualify for that final. So I will be playing in that contest once again here tonight. You want a piece of me, jump in and secure your entry in the single entry series. All right, let's get into the plays. Before we do that, guys, a couple notes. Atlanta and Washington tonight did not include anybody here in tonight's six-pack. Too easy. Could have done an entire six-pack just on that game. Make sure you get some exposure there. Also, Jason Tatum has earned himself a permanent spot here at the Fantasy Bar No need to continue to hammer away at that. We've had him in here over the last couple weeks. We're going to give him the free play here. So, basically a seven-pack here today, plus the Atlanta-Washington game. Here we go. All right, let's start in the mid-range. We're going to hammer away a little happy hour. Keep prices down, just like your favorite bar down the road. We're going to do the same here in the Fantasy Bar. Let's start at point guard with Deontay Murray of the Spurs. So really love the spot for Deontay Murray. A guy I've been very high on. The minutes are always the frustrating part there with the Spurs. So let's hope the minutes of production continues because this guy is absolutely massacring this salary right now. Has exceeded or made value here on both FanDuel and DraftKings in seven of the last nine games. And he's not just slightly getting by 
and making value. He is crushing value. We're seeing ceiling games out of Deontay Murray. In fact, four ceiling games here of 40 or more DraftKings points over the last nine games. So we know this guy comes with a lot of upside. This is what you're looking for. Guys that can drastically outproduce their salary. And Murray fits the bill here in the matchup. Very good here. The Nats 22nd in defense versus archetype against players like Deontay Murray. You can find that information on Roto Grinders and in our lineup HQ tool if you're looking for it. But Deontay Murray leads us off here in a great matchup. I think he smashes here once again under 6K on both FanDuel and DraftKings. All right, let's go to the other side of that game. Let's do a little correlation here with one of my favorite shooting guards, small forward Karis Levert of the Nets. So we talk about upside. Karis Levert certainly fit in the bill here. 260 burgers here over the last five games. You saw that epic performance in Boston where he basically put the team on his back in the fourth quarter and in overtime and put a ton of points on the board in that game. But I think this game, intriguing. I think the stack is very viable in this game. A lot of injured pieces on the San Antonio side is going to give you value over there. The Nets, nobody overly expensive here. So other games are going to steal the marquee, steal the headlines. We talked about Atlanta, Washington. We got the Bucks and Lakers late. There's a few other games I think are really going to stand out for people. Or maybe he's trying one of these games in the middle and stack it up. Not the most exciting two teams as far as pace goes, but defensive efficiency here. Spurs 23rd against the shooting guard position. Harris LeVert been putting up some monster games. I think he does it here once again tonight. Love the correlation with Deontay Murray. Whether you stack it or not, like Harris LeVert in all formats here on Friday night. All right, mid-range plays continue at small forward, power forward, TJ Warren of the Pacers. Now, Indiana, interesting situation here tonight. we got to keep an eye on that injury report. Warren himself, questionable. Only a laceration. He's had a couple days. I think he'll be fine. The bigger news, Malcolm Brogdon looking doubtful to play tonight. Victor Oladipo remains questionable. So, I think Oladipo will be back. I don't think Brogdon plays. That's going to mean more offense, more usage here. And TJ Warren, a guy, if you're looking at him in cash games, is delivering that floor that you're looking for. Plus, the ceiling has been there. Multiple games where he's gone. 40, 50 fantasy points here. So love the upside here at these prices on TJ Warren. What I like even better, the matchup with the Chicago Bulls. Bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to the small forward position. The prices are going up on TJ Warren, but I don't think they've gone up high enough. I think we get a nice ceiling outing here against the Bulls as long as he's in there. Going to be a staple in my lineups across all the sites here tonight. Under 7K on the big sites and under $25.00 over on Yahoo. All right, the mid-range plays continue here in our happy hour segment at shooting guard, small forward Shake Gilgis Alexander. So another guy delivering a great floor here, 35 or more fatal points on five of the last seven games. So you're getting ceiling games here as well. You're kind of sensing the theme here. We want the mix of the floor you guys are looking for in your cash games. We also want those guys that are crushing their salaries and SGA certainly doing that as well. When you look at the shooting guard position, over on Fandle specifically, it is loaded up with guys. So you're going to be able to pick your favorite shooting guards here tonight. We already talked about Karis LeVert. We mentioned that Washington-Atlanta game with Bradley Beal. You got Devin Booker with no DeAndre Ayton, D'Angelo Russell, DeMar DeRozan, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart. The list goes on and on and on. The point is, you're going to get lower ownership on a lot of these guys. And I think SGA, one of those guys that's really going to fall through the cracks. And I want to expose this matchup here with the New York Knicks. Bottom seven in both defensive efficiency and defense versus archetype. We continue to talk about that. I think it's an underrated aspect to look at rankings rather than just matchups, 
defense versus position. Let's look at that archetype. And they have struggled against players like SGA here. So we get low ownership here. We get a good matchup. Let's not overthink it. Go back to the well here. On Shea, Gilgis, Alexander tonight against the New York Knicks. All right, let's get to one of my guys I think is vastly underpriced. Remains a good value here in power forward center, Nas Reed of the Timberwolves. Now the small sample police definitely going to come after me for this one, but you got to like what you're seeing here out of Nas Reed. I know we are paying a lot less for him, but even at 5,800, 5,500, there is room for this guy to 8, 9, 10x this salary potentially. is averaging almost 44 DraftKings points a game over the last two. So it's really stepped in. And I'm not going to say replace Carl Anthony Towns, but it's done a pretty good impersonation here as far as fantasy points go, putting these big games on the board. Now, matchup, not ideal, but that's going to help us get him at lower ownership. Orlando been very good against bigs this season, no doubt. But that continues to play minutes. I know fouls are an issue with Nas Reed. Always a worry. Maybe that worries you out of some cash game, Nas Reed. But tournaments, you cannot ignore the ceiling this guy has been giving you. Not a play for everybody. Some will scoff at him being a value. I still think there's plenty of meat on this bone. Too cheap. And Nas Reed going to be a big part of my builds here tonight on Friday night. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Friday night. But before we do that, guys, we're going to continue to say thank you to you guys for watching the video, for stopping by the Fantasy Bar with our Beasts of the Night contest. All you have to do Get in the comment section right below the video. Let me know. Fantasy points on DraftKings. For my beast of the night, the closest guest is going to win themselves three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. That's going to give you access to everything. If you're not a premium member already, any sport, all the information, all the articles, all the videos, lineup HQ, anything you want, absolutely free for you for three days. So let's take a look. My favorite play for Friday night. You know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to go to the other side of that Minnesota-Orlando game. We're going to go with power forward Aaron Gordon, tonight's beast of the night. So this is one of those pricing plays I find very, very intriguing when you have a huge gap between FanDuel and DraftKings. On FanDuel, I don't know how you don't play Aaron Gordon at 7,100. Is he going to be popular? Yes. Do I care? Absolutely not. I want to be overweight on the field there. Lock him in in cash game. DraftKings, 8,600. Some people may scoff at paying that price for a guy like Aaron Gordon, that's where you get a pay up to be contrarian spot here with him over there. So intriguing on both sides for different reason. The last time these two teams played, I'm gonna quote my boy Ice Cube again, I'm gonna leave the F-bomb out for the kids here, but messed around and got a triple-double in that game against Minnesota. Easily went over 50 fantasy points in that one. In fact, he's done.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Grinders Live here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine uh, here with the Saluki watching Eric Crane. Crane, you got some sweats going on, don't you? Yeah, by sweats, I mean I'm watching the Salukis and Bradley playing a tie game with three minutes to go in the second half. And it's it's a big deal now. Before, whoever won this game was just going to get blown to Northern Iowa in the second round. North, number one seed, Northern Iowa. They lost earlier today. They got blown out by the eight seed. So, uh... All of a sudden, I think one of these teams are probably going to be playing for the Missouri Valley Conference basketball title. And if you're not pumped about that, then you're not pumped about March. Yeah, you you got those sweats. I got the meat sweats, right? I had some Arby's earlier, way too much of it. Oh, no, so, you're going to – Oh, man, yeah, so that, that's coming out here. We got news coming in fast and furious in the NBA. Uh, Luca's going to play. We just got uh, the, the Atlanta news. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, it looks like he's out. So we're going to be bringing you news fast and furious and – we got 10 games on the slate crane. Uh, I'm going to make you work today. You ready? We're ready, ready to jump right into this. Let's wait, first. wait, wait. I thought we had an agreement that you were going to host that way I didn't have to work. <laughs> no, we're both, we're, we're both working today. We're going to have some fun. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Interact with the show. I'll get your questions while we can. Uh, first two, sharp side. Don't forget about that. Uh, get over there. Get your lock bet of the day. Let's go over mine first, Crane, because I don't know if you ever set Nevin yours, but I got mine. Uh, I, I got Ricky Rubio. I got some points. You pull up the court IQ. Uh, he looks like a reasonable play. I think it was like uh, 14 and a half points. Uh, so I like that on sharp side. If you were looking for something, you could probably take advantage of some of those Atlanta players right now. Some of the peripheral pieces with Trey Young out. If you're looking for a couple extra ones, smash the points on like Hunter, uh, on Collins, on, on guys like that. You'll probably be able to get there tonight if the line hasn't caught up. Uh, what were you looking at on sharp side today? Well, you know, I'm a little disappointed because <laughs> I thought Trey Young was going to play. Mm-hmm. And so what I did, I don't have Trey Young there, but I do have the Shabazz Napier over points. Like I thought that was sort of a lock, but, you know, he only got 26 minutes in the last game, but it was because of blood. I was, I'm figuring for 28, to 30 minutes today, he was going to be guarded by Trey Young. And that's a really good thing for everybody. I still like my spot. I think it's like over 11 and a half. I didn't know. I don't remember what the number was. I just remember I had the over. So uh, I, I'm rolling with – and I got a two-game streak here, Brent. I'm not like you. I'm, you know, trying to build up a streak. I bet the Luka unders, right, because his hand had been hurting him. Then they, then he goes to overtime and gets all those points. It was it was, it was BS what happened to me in that last one. But, hey, no. overtime counts unless you're betting second half on DraftKings or something like that. So, <laughs> you got you to bring that up committee buddy <laughs> uh all right yeah so if you want to get on sharp side i would tell you go search those atlanta guys uh go search collins go search herder and the you know hunter maybe if any of the uh the teague or someone like that has props go hit those that's probably going to be your best bet right now to extend your streak on sharp side um let's let's talk about atlanta here first i'm going to pull okay. them up and let me see if uh, i know our projections team's pretty quick let's see What's cooking over here? Let's see if Atlanta's been changed. What do we got here? Yeah, we got Herder. So it looks like all the projections on Atlanta have been changed. Yeah, they've been updated. We should talk about just how brutal this is, too, because we were talking before the show, and I said, I cannot believe that we're going to have a total – that's 245 points. You know where it's go- where the points are going to come from. And yet a game stack was going to be unknown. Like, I'm still going to stack this game up. But the fact that Trey was going to be under 20% was just 
insane to me. And now I don't get to play him at that ownership. I'm still going to play a lot of these guys, but all our ownerships going to go through the roof. When, after, I know. when I, Jamino I, clicks the hamster wheel, right? These guys are going to skyrocket and project it. I mean, I'm still going to be playing some guys in Washington. You know, like I said, this whole game is incredibly stackable. It's just frustrating for me because I made a line of like six hours ago and I'm, and of course it's a 10 game slate. No kidding. There was going to be some news that changed the lineup, but the <laughs> one constant, the one thing I was sure I was going to do was stack this game up. Still going to do it, but now it's going to be a little bit chalkier than it was before. Uh, so who do you think, let's take a look. I've got court IQ pulled up and it was some pretty interesting things. You got, I took Bembry. He looks doubtful. Uh, he had, a, I took off Alex Len and Trey Young and a couple other guys, right? Just to, to try to get an idea on who might benefit here. Okay. So, I'm just going to say r- r- court IQ tip for the people out there. Yeah. Don't worry about taking off guys like Alex Lynn. All that does is shrink the sample size and they just don't matter that much. All right. All right. Here, here we go. Watch this. Let's see if I can't watch it. I tried to remember my computer like went. Oh yeah. I'm just going to have to like mentally. Whatever. I took Alex Len off. He's staying off here. But anyway, uh, what what happening over here? I see guys like Reddish, right? I was looking for John Collins. I got to John Collins is negative in this particular run, and I'm gonna. I don't know if I believe that. I think John Collins probably has more fantasy points with Trey Young off the court. But hey, with this particular sample, it really isn't working that way. You could also think right Atlanta maybe plays a little slower. They you know Trey Young's a great facilitator. There's not as many easy buckets for him. Maybe it works that way, but. The, the DeAndre Hunters, the, the Cam Reddishes, um, Kevin Herter, these guys, you know, it's not huge bumps, and some of them don't even have bumps, but, but this is what I'm really looking at today. I think these guys are really going to rock it up in ownership, like Herter, Reddish, Hunter. You can just basically pile those into cash and tournament teams, and uh, I, I don't really think any of them can be a bad player. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm looking at – John Collins, and I understand the point per minute doesn't necessarily go up. I Look, it's going to go up just because it's Washington. Like, I don't care. Reddish is in play. Teague, of course, is somebody that – Chalk Jeff Teague, hey, has this ever screwed us before? And yet here we are again at 3.3K. I'm going to have a tough time not playing him. Deadman should get a little bit of ownership because, you know, as far as point per dollar at 3.4K, he grades out really well. You mentioned Kevin Hoyter, somebody. We've got him projected at 36 minutes. I'll take the over. I mean, this all this dude does is pile up minutes. So I like I like Hunt or uh, Kevin Hoyter, and of course you mentioned John Collins, eight five. I really hope that people blink at paying that price tag for him because mm-hmm. I'm going to be really curious to see what the projected ownership is because if it stays under twenty percent, it's at six right now. If it stays under twenty percent, I mean, this is a dude that could legitimately go out for sixty in this spot. He's been he's been doing that over the past couple of games, right? Maybe not the last one. But he was hitting 50, 55s, a 67, right? A ceiling at low ownership's interesting. But Crane, I, I fixed – I basically just have Trey Young off the court now. And it gets worse. It gets worse now. No! For, it's worse I, for John okay. Collins. I, it, when it doesn't make sense, I just throw it out the window. This is 400 minutes, and it's minus four and a half fantasy points per 36. Yeah, that doesn't include games against Washington. So we're yeah. just going <laughs> to yeah. load up on Like, I, I don't care. What's what the spread? I mean, it's moved what two points? So now Washington five point favorites. Cool. I'm I'm fine with that. Like this game is expected to be close. The total it has gone down a little bit. It was two forty six. Now it's two forty one. But yeah. nonetheless, we got a total in the two forties, and the game stack is going to be low owned. I'm I'm going to sound like a broken record most of the show. So I'm just going to keep stacking this game up, and I think that people are getting a little bit too cute by not doing that. 
what about like Jeff Teague, right? 3,300 on DraftKings. He, he's going to be, he's going to rival uh, Aaron Baines for probably highest on player of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, Teague is just one of those guys that, look, he's certainly disappointed at high ownership for, <laughs> but he's 3,300 bucks against Washington. I mean, how do you not play him? Uh, yeah, I, I just like Teague quite a bit. So like Teague, Beans, and tonight's going to be very star scrubsy, right? I think from a tournament perspective because it is now. Yeah, let, let me open. Let me open up the lineup preview. Let me put in Teague, right? Let's put in Beans. Oh, I probably got to get off Atlanta here. Let's see, Beans. And this is Bradley just made an and one. I'm just, I'm heartbroken right We've now. We've got 7,300 left, right? Like you can just jam in yeah. two studs or maybe even three. You can play three studs pretty easy tonight. So I guess my first thought from tournament construction, the Teague and Baines ownership is just going to get through the roof. And it's, it's really hard to argue against those. I guess we can kind of transition into some of the chalkier plays of the day because now like it was Baines first and I, I like Baines and typically – in the tournaments I play, right? The you know when I'm making 150 or I'm making 20 in like the four dollar or something like that, the Baines player, right? Who is just this super high point per dollar player? I'm very likely to basically just lock that guy in and mm-hmm. make the rest of my lineups different. Now with both of these, both these guys are going to push 50 plus percent ownership. How do, how do you handle something like that? I mean, you well, the first thing you do is you complain about it because it's never fun and uh, you don't want that to have you know to happen to you. The next thing you do is if you're multi-entering, you've got to build some sort of pivot teams. For example, if you um, you know, if you don't play Baines, I think you have to play a guy like Sheik Diallo. Mm-hmm. You know, because the only way I think Baines doesn't get there is if he gets into foul trouble and then Sheik Diallo does get there. So that's one of the things that I would certainly do. Some of the ch- – look, it's NBA. I actually – I had the same thought, right? So I was going to say – uh, I, I would play probably 95% Baines tonight, right, in my tournaments. I would set a rule, if not Baines, then Sheik Diallo. I basically play. But that that was that would have been my uh, attack of the slate that I would play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. And I don't think, for what it's worth, I don't think those guys are like, you have to have 100% one or the other. I just think that if you're fading Baines, Diallo becomes a better play. Yeah, I would I would never play the two in the same lineup, but I would definitely play Beans, and I think I you think, can mix in a little bit of Diallo. I I've been saying that with Nas Reed and James Johnson, and they both keep going off for massive games in 24 minutes every single night. It's driving yeah, me crazy. Look, I think you can absolutely play both those guys in the same lineup. Just soak up, get 48 minutes out yeah, of it. Yeah, like you're getting 48 minutes. Look, if they were both 5K, 6K, you couldn't do it. But, you know, when they're both, what, 3K and 3,200, like why not? Let's see if ownership's updated. Probably, I bet Jamino's probably waiting just a little bit. Um, yeah, it still hasn't updated. If anyone notices that ownership updates throughout the show, ping me in the YouTube chat. Uh, I'll refresh it and we can we can sort of take a look at it. Um, I wanted to mention too the uh, Andy Means Core Plays is free today. Uh, if you don't have Roto Grinders Premium, you can go check that out. It's more of a cash game article. It's updated throughout the day. He lists the must plays for basically all the sites. Gives you a couple of tournament pivots as well. Uh, go check that out. It's one of the, you know, if you have uh, Roto-Grinders Premium for NBA, uh, you play cash games, let's say you can't watch Crunch Time or something like that, you give the core plays a quick read, you'll know pretty quickly uh, who are basically the must-have plays of the day. So uh, go check that out if you don't have Roto-Grinders Premium. And if you do, sorry, everyone else has the same information as you today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about a couple of 
uh, other games, right? You were going to stack this game. Let's transition to maybe the Phoenix game because this is the other one everyone's going to play. We basically – I was going to play – you know, 100% Baines or, or 95% Baines, and the other 5% would have been Sheik Diallo. I still think that's pretty reasonable today. Uh, what about some of the other pieces, right? Like I had Ricky Rubio, 14 and a half points, right? He gets like three fantasy points more per 36 uh, in his little sample with a couple of these guys off the court. And the dude's balling out now, right? Maybe like, what was that, a month or two ago when he was obviously hurt? He yeah. wasn't producing He's balling out every night. The usage is pretty good. The fantasy production's there. You're getting 40. You hit a 60. He has the ability to have these big games. If he racks up like four or five steals, um, I think he's going to take a couple extra shots tonight too, right? So the Rubio ceiling game is certainly in reach today. He's going to have reasonably low ownership. I like him as a swerve off. Like these mid-tier builds I think are somewhat interesting. Like if Baines or now Jeff Teague busts, the mid-tier lineups – those those are going to have some insane leverage over the rest of the field. Yeah, I know you're talking about a guy like Rubio. There's actually somebody on the other side of this game that I like quite a bit. Damian Lillard's not going to be owned at all. Mm-hmm. And I understand Silly. that. It, yeah, I mean, it's I you know people are going to say, well, he came back from injury, so he played 32 <laughs> minutes in a blowout last game. Like now he gets a matchup with Phoenix, which of course is an elite matchup. This team has to win to try and make the playoffs. This isn't a spot where they can ease him back. So I don't expect they're going to ease him back, which to me, this is my second favorite game to stack, of course, and everybody's going to be looking at guys from this Phoenix side. I think Damian Lillard on the other side is incredibly interesting at no ownership. Yeah, Lillard was going to play 35 minutes in that last game if it wasn't a blowout. If you look at you, know, I, you can't see it, but I've got court IQ pulled up. You put him at 35, and when he's healthy, right, he plays 37, 38 minutes in some games, right? I expect him to basically ramp right into that against Phoenix. This is a, an absolutely amazing matchup. All your Trey Young ownership, I think, is probably going to go to him or they're going to start spending up. But, yeah, I love Lillard, and this 3% ownership is crazy. I, I absolutely agree with that. He's one of my favorite pivots of the day. Uh, what else do you like in this game? I think the <clears throat> Ariza is always, like – We've got him at .10. Literally, nobody's going to roster Trevor Ariza. Right? He's 4'9", and he has – does he have more than like a 10% chance to get you 30 fantasy points tonight? It's a th- 30 for 4 to .9K and getting it done tonight. You're going to get 30 for him some yeah. 3Ks. Everybody's got to score 45. <laughs> have you not been following NBA this year? <laughs> yeah, that is, I, I, I do think that – I think that's pretty true tonight. Yeah, if you want to win a tournament, that's just how it is now. You can't have these guys for 5K. Well, they got me 30. 6X is out the window, man. Yeah. 6X is not a thing anymore. Like, I look at a guy, honestly, I have trouble rostering anybody over 4K unless I think they can get me at least 35. So, how about TJ McConnell? I mean, yeah, I think he can get me over 35. I think he can get me 40. So the, the little 4K, McConnell was going to his, – his, I think McConnell's ownership is definitely whatever it was. He was going to be the fourth or fifth highest owned. Everyone's going to go to Teague now instead of McConnell. But now it's now – it's, And they're going to play them both. Yeah, now it's Teague, McConnell, and Baines, and the rest, hey, pile in everybody else that you would possibly want on a slate with about 10 premier guys for fantasy, right? That's what everybody's lineup's going to look Okay, so I'm going to take a look at um, – let's see. I'm locking – I've got Teague locked in. I've got McConnell – I've got Baines. If you do that, yeah, you have just under 8K left per player. Yeah, well, let's see. Now, all right, I'm not going to give you the full lineup, people. All right, let's just uh, let's toy through here, right? Let's. Uh, I love Giannis. Our minutes projection, we have 32. Uh, 
dude's playing 34, 35 minutes tonight. That game's close. I can all yes. guarantee that. So uh, I, if you want extra Giannis exposure in lineup HQ today, feel free to bump his minutes up. And I think you have a pretty good chance of getting the minute ceiling today. You've got Luca, you've got Beal and Tatum and, and Anthony. Well, if I'm playing Giannis, I'm playing Davis, right? I've got, I've got the stars and scrubs. I still have $6,000. I can get another star in there and another scrub. No problem today. This is what lineup constructions going to look today. Um, if I was right, like I think if I was playing tournaments today, the, the ownership's going to get really congregated because yeah. it, I think everyone's going to go stars and scrubs. And it's a 10 game slate. And on a 10 game slate, when that oh, happens, man. I love, you know, just be willing to be a little bit different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's going to play Teague, Bangs, and McConnell. If you just play two of these dudes, you're yeah. going to be different. If you play one of them, you're going to be way different. I think you can very easily play one of them and then just stack the Atlanta-Washington game. McConnell is easily the one I would have. I, I have very little interest in McConnell. I would I don't know if I would X him out or right? I was looking around. Uh, basically, in his starts this year, 24, 28, 14 fantasy points, right? And, uh, by the way, Aaron Holiday has bested him in all three of those games who has basically no ownership at the same price. Uh, McConnell's someone – uh, I, w- I was on the edge of playing in cash, and I think he was going to be extremely popular. I would have had pretty much none in tournaments. And is it like I, I have no problem xing out a guy like McConnell for my game. Here's my okay. I'm just taking a look at Aaron Baines. He's got to be about what 60 percent owned right now. We've got to project. Yeah, it might go down just a little bit because everyone's going to play Teague as well. Okay, well, pl- well he's going to be over 50 percent owned. Yeah. Are we sure that he's going to be getting minutes in the mid 20s? I mean, this is a guy that. Look, I understand that, you know, Aiton was healthy, so that's the main reason. But he has not played over 20 minutes since January 12th. He missed a significant amount of time. He missed nearly a full month. And then he's – I mean, he's been playing 10 minutes. Are we sure this dude right now is capable of playing 25 minutes? Here's what I would say. Well, are you sure Sheik Diallo is capable of playing 25 minutes? Because I, here, the thing is – He doesn't have, have injury concerns. They, if this was the Rockets, I think maybe it would be a little different, right, playing small ball. They're playing Hassan Whiteside, who's out there for like 37 minutes tonight. They, they need big players. They need Aaron Baines. They need Sheik Diallo. I, 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 like I said, I agree – if you're not playing Baines, I think having some Diallo teams makes pretty pr- pretty good sense in those lineups. But it, it's very hard for me to see Baines not play in these mid twenties. By the way, speaking of a guy that like is just going to crush, Hassan Whiteside is going to be going up against Aaron Baines, who never plays minutes, and Sheik Diallo. Like Hassan Whiteside might go for twenty twenty tonight. Yeah, and what's his ownership currently? It's got to be low four percent right now. You know, in you just take a look at what the projected point per dollar is, you know, and you can you pretty much know if a guy's going to be chalky or not. Does, does fifty-five like, fantasy points get it done tonight? I think so, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, anything Anybody, over, I don't care what a guy costs. If he it's gets over you 55. fifty, I'm fine. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But it's just today's NBA, man. Like today's DFS NBA six X six X. Like I said, that ain't getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whiteside, uh, a great pivot. I think off of uh, who was the chalk center? Vucevic was going to yeah. be the chalk center, right? Yeah. So we got Baines and Vuk. Vuk's 89, and I like Vuk. I guess let's move over to this Orlando game too because I see some people in chat wanting to know about the uh, Orlando value today. So with Evan Fournier off, uh, Mr. Don't Google, who are you actively targeting here? I I like Vucevic. I I usually view Vuk as, I mean, it's very, like, if you were to, I have to have a guy who's going to get me 40 fantasy points tonight. 
like Vuk is probably right behind all of the superstars, right? And a, and a guy you would get it. But if I had to pick a guy who's going to get me 55, he's a little less likely to be on that because he's very consistent, but usually just doesn't really go off. Uh, he has over. He's like a rich man, Sunil Gallinari. Yeah, but like at 8,900, you know, if he gets you 50 tonight, like that's certainly fine in tournaments. I think his ownership's fine. It's against Minnesota, who sucks, plays no defense, up in pace here today. Do you think he deserves this ownership or for, uh, I, I think a really easy swerve is to just, like you said, go to Whiteside for what, $200 more and a tenth of the ownership? I mean, that's that's a very easy swerve. Yeah, I agree in tournaments. Like, I think Vooch is fine. And if you're playing, you know, like let's say you're playing a 100-person tournament, just play Vooch. Like, you don't need the upside that Whiteside presents. You know, another option is to save some money with Sabonis because Malcolm Brogdon, he's unlikely to play. Sabonis against Chicago, I mean, He's the exact kind of dude that this Bulls team struggled with. So Sabonis is a guy that I also like quite a bit. I I always, you know, I was talking about this before where I said that if I'm going to fade a chalky guy, I need somebody at a similar price point who I think can match him. Oh, yeah. And I think both these guys can do it. Bam Adebayo is another one. Like, he's got a matchup on the inside against New Orleans. Dudes have been crushing New Orleans on the inside all year. Like, I'm not saying that Vooch is a bad play. I think he's fine, especially if you're playing a smaller field tournament. But if you're playing a $15 buy-in trying to win 100 k I think it's a mistake if you just say, well, I got to play Vooch because he's projected at five points more than Sabonis. I think that's a mistake. Um, you, you mentioned Sabonis. He's another guy who uh, I think his ownership has started to creep up a little bit. He's up to 17%. Uh, like, we've got Brogdon out. Oladipo might miss this game too, and this is against the Bulls. Like, this – like, I love Sabonis. I got to see where – I think his ownership is probably going to come down when it updates, right, because now everybody has more value, and I think the Ultra Star Scrubs lineup is going to be pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think I like him at this ownership, but if this drops to, like, 8% ownership, I have no problem basically doubling the field to, to basically get to where he is now. So I think if the ownership holds he's someone, I'd probably wouldn't go over or be actively trying to get, but if this drops to single digits – he'd probably be someone I would be trying to get. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but 17%, man, that's low enough for me. Like, it's just a really good spot. I think Sabonis has a higher ceiling than Vooch. Mm-hmm. So, it helps that he's power forward slash center, too. Yeah, so it allows, yeah, allows you to get – Yeah, that's going to that's gonna create some, uh, you know, give him a little bit more ownership than Vooch where you can just get center, which will still be higher owned, but it's easier to get Sabonis in in case you need a forward. Uh, all right, let's go back to Orlando and basically look at this whole team here because without Fournier, I could bring up Court IQ. Let's go to Orlando. Oh, look, someone's already done it for me here today. In a recent query, thanks for doing the hard work, the heavy lifting for me, people. Uh, I'll click the fantasy points per 36. This is what I like to look at. We've got uh, T Sizzle, Terrence Ross. He's uh, up here uh, a pretty good margin, five fantasy points more per 36, and his minutes are certainly going to jump up. I don't think he's going to play 36, but he's going to play mid-30s pretty easily. Uh, Markel Fultz sees a nice bump. We've got Augustine. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon's probably a little bit too expensive. Vuk actually is negative fantasy points in this. Uh, Again, I'm going to chalk that up to just whatever. Uh, it's 233 minutes. It's not the full game. It's just off the court. And I think with off the court, the entire game is a little bit different than just off the court randomly yes. in a bunch of different games. I, I wish we had that setting. Yeah. So like games, that, games in games missed. I like that. Yeah. So Terrence Ross, I'll put it on, put it on the list. We'll get it in there with a bajillion other things. 
what are we doing with some of the other pieces here? Gordon, right, low ownership. Uh, like, if Aaron Gordon has 47 DraftKings points tonight, uh, good. Good for you. I'm not going to win, right? I'm not really playing. I'm not looking to pay 8600 for Aaron Gordon. I mean, I, if he has 47, I still think you're okay. Yeah, like, like so I, I'm just – Some bonus outscores him, D'Angelo Russell, John Collins, Devin Booker. Like, it's just really hard for me to play Aaron Gordon. Is the matchup good? Yes. Is the upside there? Yes. I just like other guys at that price point more. Yeah, but uh, like a, a Fultz – Fultz is slightly interesting. Terrence Ross is slightly interesting. Earlier in the day, I was looking at Michael Carter-Williams – I don't think you really need him anymore with the Teague. Uh, I, I don't even. Hey, you do Teague, MCW, Baines, and McConnell. You have ninety one hundred for player. <laughs> I, I, I like. I do like MCW. Uh, w- could you swap to him instead of like his minutes are probably going to go up to like a low twenties? I think tonight. Could you play him over Jeff Teague? I, I don't think I would, but I mean, you can play him all in the same lineup, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. It's just, look, it's a tournament, man. It's Jeff Teague. One's going to be 10%. The other's going to be 60%. Jeff Teague is probably going to score many points, but he's, he's 6X is likely to score more points than Michael Carter-Williams. I don't think so. So, like, I think it's fine if you're multi-entering. If I'm doing one lineup, oh, it's hard. It, that is a hard button to click, man. Like, no, I'm going to fade Jeff Teague. <laughs> For Michael Carter-Williams. That is a tough thing, to, <laughs> a tough button to click. Um, DeAndre Bembry is officially ruled out now. We thought that was going to happen. Um, we went over the Atlanta news at the top of the show. Uh, so, uh, doesn't really change anything that we thought was going to happen here. Uh, a lot of people in chat are talking about Dallas. Let's, let's move over to that for terms because we've got Dorian Finney-Smith, he gone. We got, uh, Timmy Hardaway Jr. He gone, right? So I'm going to pull up the court IQ and these aren't, DFS is a low usage player with all these guys, but Hardaway likes to chuck. Who do you think is going to benefit the most? Who's going to jump into the starting lineup tonight? I mean, maybe Seth Curry gets some more minutes. I like Seth Curry straight yeah. up anyway tonight. I mean, it, dude, it's tough to pay 5-7 for Seth Curry. Woo. I, I understand what you're saying. You know, DeLon Wright, I would probably prefer him at 5-2 a little bit more. But I mean, why can't it just be more Luke and more Porzingis? That's what I think. So I got court IQ up. It's given uh, Max Maxi Kleber gets a little bit of help, almost three fantasy points. Porzingis. Uh, then it's a bunch of basically role players. Luca's down almost four fantasy points per thirty six over two hundred minutes. I don't know. Some of these like the court IQs aren't making a lot of sense to me today. Yeah, I mean all the stars like, I want to play. I I don't care when guys like this are out. I really don't. Like I I genuinely. Do not even run a court IQ for it. I don't. Like, I just think – I just don't think it matters. I like Porzingis is playing really well. I know his price is high. No one's going to play him tonight. Do you have a, a take on him? 9,300, but, you know, he played 45 minutes in the game before. But 37, 38, right? And he's been posting 57, 75, 66. And he was doing good before that last game went into overtime anyway. four 4% ownership – on a, a player who has the 60 fantasy point ceiling. I mean, I he's, got, he's got that's, a – I mean, he went for 75 two games ago. Yeah, right? that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, I have no problem with Porzingis, honestly. People, I think, are slow to – have been slow to pick up that he's finally healthy. You know, he's somebody that's been banged up now for a couple of years. They brought him along slowly. They weren't giving him a ton of minutes. That's not the case anymore. I mean, this guy is routinely playing over 35 minutes now. So, to me – 
why not play Porzingis in a tournament at 9,300 when literally nobody's going to do it? Yeah, the problem is he's just center eligible. Everyone's going to play Vuk. Everyone's going to play Whiteside. Everyone's going to play Anthony Davis. Uh, if you're looking, does Porzingis have better than a 4% chance to be on like a winning tournament lineup tonight? Sure. I think ab- sure. absolutely. He, he has the ceiling to do that. So if you're looking for a swerve, um, maybe from Anthony Davis, you know, go down to Porzingis. If you're looking for a swerve off Vuk, if you don't want to play the white side, you can play Porzingis. You know, you can have some fun in that game quite a bit. Um, can we talk about that game tonight, that Lakers? Uh... Yeah, let, let's go to it because I mentioned at the top. Let's see here. Let me get Court IQ pulled up here, and we'll get just this game. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say Court IQ more than in half an hour than you have this. For Dude, I mean, hour. I talk about the stuff I use all the time. <laughs> I'm looking at that. i got a couple other things I look at, right? But, uh, I mean, you you got to be in court IQ, especially around this point in time. Uh, so I mentioned, right, 32 minutes for Giannis tonight is the Roto-Grinders projection. I'll I don't take do, over. I'll I take don't do the projections, but if you're playing tournaments, I put in 33 and a half. You want to have some fun, play 35 minutes Giannis tonight. Because if this is a close game, Giannis, right, he played 35 here. He has the ability to do it. Maybe 35 is a little too high, but you can put 34. Guess what's going to happen if this game's close? LeBron James trying to get MVPs. Dude ain't playing 35 minutes tonight. If Do you think he close. still cares about MVPs? Oh, yeah. Like, he, he really? wants like, this is I Giannis. still think so. This is Giannis's MVP. This whole – it's a battle between LeBron and Giannis. That's a completely made-up thing. I don't know. Like, isn't Giannis still, like, minus 400 to win the MVP or something crazy? Yeah, he's very likely to win, but yeah. LeBron's the only other guy I think that has a chance right this now. Isn't a, this isn't a real thing. This is, like, an ESPN-driven thing. This is not a – LeBron does not care. About it. LeBron cares about getting to the playoffs with a one seed or a two seed and being healthy. Yeah. What What are we doing in this game? Because we have the Lakers. The Lakers, to me, this is just not the night to try to get cute with a Danny Green or a KCP or Dwight Howard, right? If uh, this was this would be my Lakers player pool, <laughs> it would be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. There's too much other value. Do you have a preference between the two? LeBron is definitely going to carry less ownership because he's what, 1,100 more than Anthony Davis? Uh, I think you can make a pretty strong case for either one of them. And then would you play – I mean, you could, I think you could probably fit LeBron, AD, and Giannis on a team if you wanted to. Sure you can. I just said that, you know, you play those four value guys. Dude, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, you're doing it right now. Do it. Do it, Britt. Do uh, it. I'll let, I'll let you know, right? So yeah. t- talk about what you think from this game. I mean, I think LeBron or Anthony Davis are fine. I'm not overly enthused to play any, either of them. You mentioned, like, the secondary pieces. You said that I don't think this is a night when I do want to do that. There is almost never a night when LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy and I'm playing anybody else. I love Lakers slates because I just cross off all these dudes. Some people are, oh, I can't believe Danny Green didn't get the you guys want to mess with Danny Green, go for it. But LeBron and Anthony Davis take up so much usage on the Lakers. It just, to me, doesn't make sense to be looking at these other guys. And on Milwaukee, when Giannis is in, could you play Eric Bledsoe? Sure. Could you play Chris Milton? I guess, you know, you might sprinkle him in. But it's all Giannis to me. If we're right on these ownership projections, and Giannis is going to be under 15%. I think it's going to creep up just a little bit on the next yeah. I, I, Well, I, right now it's at 10.5. So I was kind of, you know, counting in the creeping up with the more value on the slate. So I just look at this spot with Giannis and I go, why is nobody playing this guy? Yeah, you can make LeBron, AD, and Giannis lineups pretty easily tonight too, by the way. So uh, if you want to do it, the problem is if you do that, 
you're going to have this exact same lineup as everybody else because the plays are so obvious. Try to figure out one or two, maybe one play that's not the ultra chalk value play if you're trying to do that. Maybe play – this is the lineup. Maybe you play MCW in to get a little different or something like that. But uh, if you try to do this, anyone with the same exact thought as you will have basically the same lineup. Yeah. I mean, from what I can, I can again, tell. I know we were talking about this Laker game. I'm still stacking Atlanta and Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing it. You want um, the you want the late night hammer. So the late night hammer is the best because I'm sleeping and then hammer. you wake up and you still have no money. <laughs> oh, that happened <laughs> yesterday, man. Like I I had I had like 55 percent Draymond Green in my script. Oh yeah, I saw it. I mean, you must yeah. have had played on Fanduel. Yeah, yeah, that didn't yeah. work out very well. And it it turns out though because of I also thought that the Raptors guys were going to be in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any Norman Powell, and it was just – See, it, was, it doesn't matter then. Yeah, it was – no, it was a complete disaster. I had no shot. You know, I woke up and I looked, and, like, I had, like, 1800 in play, and I cashed for $60. You're like, oh. And I'm like <laughs> – and I was just like, you know, I bet this was not Draymond Green's doing. I bet even had Draymond played, I wasn't going to, you know, suddenly crush. I might have made, you know, $60 more than he'd been in there since half my lives were dead. But, yeah, not fun. Not fun over there, Draymond. Um so, yeah, tonight, though, I'm okay, like, getting exposure to the early game. I don't need the late-night hammer tonight. Uh, so, Big Hurt, 828 Flowers, right? That's a lot. That's a long YouTube name. He wants to know, in a tournament, how many studs should you play? So, tonight, right, you in NBA, if you can, in theory, you always want to play Stars and Scrubs, I think, right? Because I, on the nights you can get to it, it obviously has the highest upside. The problem is tonight – I think the majority of lineups are going to look stars and scrubsy. So I think, you know, two, right. If I'm on DraftKings, I think having two of the nine K plus players is going to be an extremely popular build tonight. Uh, You can easily get three, right. I had LeBron Giannis and Anthony Davis, right. So if you played Porzingis, Whiteside and Anthony Davis, right? You still have upside and you're saving a couple of bucks too. Uh, I, I don't even know. Can, can you make a case for your lineup where your highest priced player is D'Angelo Russell at 8,800? All right. So let's see. What would a lineup like? We'd still, play, I just don't even understand how you make a lineup like that. Tonight. You'd put, I mean, you'd still play, you do, you're playing like Devin Booker and you're playing. Yeah. And look, this, Collins. I, I kind of mentioned before that this year has been pretty unique in that a lot of these guys in this 7 to 8K range, more than any other year, they have that 50-point oh, yeah. upside. We just, I mean, I'm not wrong here. Like, this didn't used to happen, did it? Um, I, mean, I mean, the NBA is evolving. We're play, there's just more yeah. points and everything scored in a game. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The other day, I was, um, I was reading an old Roto Academy course. And, I, I saw you talking about that. Yeah, and so I was reading it by cards, and it was from four or five years ago. And he said something to the effect of, well, you know, so most of the NBA games, the total's around 198. When you get a total as high as 205, that's where the alarm bells go off. <laughs> I go, oh, my goodness, how much has the NBA changed in the last four years? And I mentioned it in our Roto-Grinders chat, and cards goes, yeah, alarm bells certainly do go off when it's a 205 total now for different <laughs> reasons. Don't even see those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just ignore the 205. Do we even have one of those on this slate? No, there's like a two. Sometimes you'll get like a 210 or something like that. There's a two. Yeah, we got a 210. That's about it today. <laughs> it's just – it's crazy how yeah. much it's changed. Wanna... Anyways, but my point is that, you know, you're talking about the Stars and Scrubs lineup. I think tonight – look, it just depends. 
if the value is really strong, I think Stars and Scrubs is the way to go. If the value is not all that strong, I am perfectly happy to throw out a balanced lineup. Last night, I didn't think the value was all that strong, so I was very balanced. Got my ass kicked last night. That's just how it goes. You know, tonight, I think with guys like Aaron Baines, Jeff Teague, TJ McConnell, Michael Carter-Williams, I don't think is crazy. Like, the value is strong enough tonight to where Stars and Scrubs is the quote-unquote optimal way to go. Now, maybe these 7,500, 8,500 guys, maybe they do go for, you know, 55, and that was the build you needed. It's just not the likely scenario. Uh, Ownership did update here. So the ownership, like I thought, it's come down uh, on Baines. Uh, Teague is now basically neck and neck with Aaron Baines as the highest owned player. Cam Reddish has snuck in there too, right? He's going to play a bunch of minutes. Uh, we have him for 31. I think you could, I mean, if you, you can, I could see the over on a bunch of these little peripheral Atlanta guys having some big minutes tonight. Uh, Devin Booker, who should basically be doing everything tonight against Portland. He's up there. Vuk's still up there. Um, Sarich, Herder. So I'm going to pose you a question because this is something when I do the, the pregame shows in the morning, um, you know, I, I try to think of who is the highest owned player that's most likely to bust tonight, right? So okay. I'm, I'm going to give you Teague, Baines, Reddish, Booker, and Vuk. Which one of those is going to be the reason you lost tonight? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say Baines just because I think there is a world where he does not crack 20 minutes. I, I, I think that's the most logical guy. Jeff Teague, because, well, Teague we've seen sucks. it before. Yeah, <laughs> the, the dude just sucks at basketball. Vooch, I don't think it's all that likely Vooch busts. I, don't think, I also don't think it's all that likely he puts up a performance that you have to have. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's likely that he busts. You said Reddish. I mean, this guy has been inconsistent since college. He seems to be playing better now that he's back in the NBA. I, I took some crap on the show the other day because I said Reddish sucks, and uh, rightfully so because he went for like 37 that night. It was not fun. That was not fun for your boy over here. But, I mean, just take a look at the game. Line. The kind of guys that I like to fade when they're chalk. 14, 39, 25, 10, 37. Like, I, I got news, though. You fade him tonight, he's going to get the 39 crane. <laughs> that's just – I mean, that's been the story of the freaking year, man. It's that's a really crazy. good spot against Washington, and he's basically the lowest price in a long time. Of course. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm going to fade him. I'm just saying that if I'm doing one lineup and you want to look at the kind of chalky guys that could bust, Cam Reddish fits that build. He fits um, the mold. If you're watching on the YouTube, click the like button. We appreciate it. It helps us give you free stuff like Grinders Live, like the pregame show that allows us to give you things like Andy's Core Plays article for free today. Uh, So click the like button, helps us move around on YouTube and helps people find the good content we put out here at Road Grinders. Um, I think for me, I mean, it's it's definitely, Vuk is not going to be the reason you lose tonight. It might not be the reason you win, but I don't know. I think he's got the upside. I like Booker, right? I think it's probably, it's one of these, cheap play. So what I would do if I'm making, if I was MMEing today, or even if you're just hand clicking a couple of teams, I don't think I would play Teague, Baines, and Reddish all in the same lineup. I would play like two of the three um, because I, I, I don't know. I don't know which one's going to bust, but I want to basically rotate through and probably not play all three of the highest owned players in, in the same lineup. Yeah, I, th- I think that's perfectly fine. I know you mess with the projected ownership um, within the build settings a little bit more than I do. I've gotten mm-hmm. a little bit more. But um, I, I, the fact that I'm seeing TJ McConnell 
still here at only 19% projected now that we've had, yeah, you know, that we've, I hate TJ McConnell. I, like as a person, I don't know. I just want like is he a bad dude? You just he, he's Brad, I tweeted out he's Brad Wanamaker when he gets when he starts. We all want to play him and then he never does anything. He's like a okay, like if this is against the Bulls, man. Like they've been terrible since Chris Don went out. Just awful. He's gonna see 30 minutes. We have seen big time upside with TJ McConnell in the past. I maybe I'm just the truth because I've won some money over the course of my life with TJ McConnell. I'm still playing it. Like Honestly, what's the, is there that big of a difference between TJ McConnell and Jeff Teague tonight? Honestly, 700 bucks. I don't think it's that big of a difference. Do you? Uh-huh. Um, probably not. I think that Teague, just Teague has the sexiness, right? Going up against Washington with Teague, Trey Young out, right? Like, it's, it, he's got it for sure. Teague does not have sexiness. I can promise you that. Well, and, well, the, as sexy as you can be as a 40% on uh, the, 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 the spot as a basketball player against the Wizards sexiness. How about that? I mean, it, look, I like Jeff Teague a lot tonight. 40% Jeff Teague is tough for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, chat, a couple people want to know in Brooklyn. They want to know about Levert. They want to know about Dinwiddie. Their ownerships were a little bit higher earlier in the day, and I believe they've come down. Dinwiddie's down to 10%, right? And he has he has the ability to post these 49, 45 fantasy point games, right? He's disappointed two games in a row, so his ownership – I still don't know if it's as low as I'd want it to be. And if you're looking at these minutes in the Nets game, there's some pretty big circumstantial stuff going on with these minutes. Don't read too much into it. If this game's competitive, he's going to bounce right back into the 33-ish type of minutes that we have projected. Uh, Lavert, right, he posted the one big game. Then he disappoints in both games around that. You know how much – by the way, I, I just want to say, I took more crap because I was in the chat – uh, two days ago, or maybe I was, yeah, I was in the chat and I said that I cannot wait to fade Karis Levert at high ownership. And again, this is the kind of guy at high ownership I'm fading tonight. It's not high ownership. I'm going to have yeah, some. 17, like on a 10 game slate. It's not, it's not ultra high, but I mean, that's a reasonable amount, amount of rosters. That I mean, to have Karis he, was like, he was like 60% yeah. two days ago. Like I was so happy to fade him at 60%. Um, yeah. So, so- who would you prefer in the backcourt? I think I'd take Levert for sure. He's cheaper. Even at the higher ownership, I think I'd still play Levert over Dinwiddie. I, at higher ownership, just 300 more, I'm going to play Dinwiddie, but I don't have a strong take either way. All right. Like, I'm just uh, playing the ownership game at that point. Or if it's, you know, one of them or the last guy in my lineup, all right, great, I'll throw him in there. But it's not – I'm not going to sit here and say, no, this guy is uh-huh. way better. That guy is way better. I would just be, you know, I would be disingenuous if I said that. Uh, Chris Huff wants to know last piece on DraftKings, Bryant or McConnell. I'm not really on Thomas Bryant. He's very, we have him in 18 minutes. That's pretty much his like cap. I think even in the starting lineup, he's been injured so much. I know it's a great matchup and I know he can get in 18 minutes. He has these like 25s, but I still think I'd play McConnell. McConnell's much more likely to play 30 minutes. And I, I would just, you know, take the overall minutes of McConnell over a guy like Thomas Bryant. Yeah, yeah. look, if I was going to get – if I knew I could get 24, 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. No Bryant, bombs away. That. And, you know, maybe this is a situation, honestly, where I might – if I'm multi-entering tonight, I might do 10% Thomas Bryant because one of these days he's going to get 25 minutes, and when that happens, you're going to need him to win a tournament at this price tag. We don't know if it's going to be today or not. I thought it was going to start to ramp up in that game against Golden State. It didn't, but then you see the last game against Sacramento, 19 points. I mean, it's the matchup here is phenomenal. It's Dwayne Dedman, you know, inside on the other side. I, 
it's a great matchup. I'm just not sure that this is the spot you're going to get 24, 25 minutes out of Thomas Bryant. I still might have a few shares if I was multi-entering, though. Um, one question here. I'm not taking all the QQs yet, but if you guys ask me something interesting, I'll try to bring it up. Uh, Herder and Whiteside or Reddish with one of Tatum or AD? I think I would pretty easily play the, the second one there, right? What? Oh, yeah. I, I want Tatum or AD tonight. Both those guys are going for like 55 or 60. I, I will take Hoiter or Whiteside. And oh, yeah. Hoiter and Whiteside. I don't, wow, I don't, I don't even think that's all that close. Hoiter's getting like 35 or 40 tonight. He's got to play 40 minutes. You know, Whiteside, we so, love so him. So is Reddish. Yeah, but Hoiter's better than Cam Reddish. True, but the the Tatum and AD over Whiteside, I think, is a pretty pretty large gap. I, I don't look. I know Tatum's been good, and I know that Goat's Goat, and I don't usually don't worry about ownership. But Tatum against Utah is like barely even. I'm I'm not messing with him tonight. Uh, let's see. What did I send you earlier? What do you want to talk about here? So we know it's it's unbelievable. Got the chalk I, plays. We we got some ownership pivots. Right. We talked about Whiteside, and we talked about Porzingis. We talked a little bit about. Uh, Jeff Teague, right? So here's something you guys can do if you are premium members, right? Teague's point guard, shooting guard, viable. So if you were looking for someone, it's hard when they're 3,300. You know, give yourself a a little bit of leeway here. So instead of Teague, and it's really tough, I think we, we, I mentioned Michael Carter-Williams as a way to swerve in tournaments if you don't want to play Teague. It basically I mean, even MC, MCW, we have a, at 11%. I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the under. I am 100% taking yeah. the under. Earlier in the day, I would have agreed with it. I think yeah. I, I, think I, I think take the under now. Dwayne Dedman is a really interesting pivot. Yeah, so, yeah, let's bring him up. We didn't talk about him too much, and he was ultra chalky earlier in the day. And now, let's see. Oh, I'm helping. I mean, we've got a projection at 21%. I, I'm not sure I buy that. I think I'll uh, I, I do. If he jumps really? back into 24, 25 minutes tonight. No, I'm saying 20, 21% owned. Yes, I, I I have that in front of me. If he plays like okay. we have him at 23 minutes, I think that's perfectly fine. It's the matchup against Washington. Like he, he could easily outperform his median sure. projection. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm going to – I will probably be overweight on Dwayne Dedman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dario Sarge is a guy for Phoenix. Like what do we think about him? Because I liked him when he was under 4K. Now he's 4'9". I know he's just going to play a pile of minutes against Portland. Though. Like it's – but, I mean, Whiteside really is just going to destroy Phoenix. They have nobody. Mm-hmm. Sarge is definitely – Sarge is going to be playing some center probably tonight. Can I, I change my lock Whiteside. bet? Or is it the whole premise of a lock bet that I can't change it? What do you, what do you want to get? Whiteside over – I want to get Whiteside over rebounds. I don't care what it is. Yeah, just take it. Yeah, like <laughs> if you guys on sharp side uh, jump – Call hey, the programmers up. I've got to know some people, right? Like, hey, was, change my lock bet. That was the Rovell. He, he got in trouble for doing that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's hard to believe that that guy would do something slimy. Um, let's yeah. see. Maxwell kind of likes Rubio. I agree with you. I like Rubio. Um, he was one of my sharp side bets before all that Atlanta news came out. Uh, yeah, but I like Rubio to have score more points, handle the ball a little bit more, and when he has the upside of actually getting – 15 to 20 real life points. That's the Rubio ceiling games. And I think you could probably play him pretty easily tonight. I mentioned DeLon Wright against Memphis. Um, is this a revenge game for DeLon Wright? Didn't he used to play for Memphis? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's 4.2 K with those guys out. I mean, we look, we have no idea what's going to happen with these Dallas minutes. They are funky over there. We don't know 
what Rick Carlisle is going to do. We've got DeLon Wright projected at 27 minutes right now, and he projects out at like 5.8x value. That is fine. I think I feel like 27 minutes is the low end. He can easily get over 30 in this spot. And at 4.2K, I mean, he is somebody, like I said, I want to have 35 point or more upside. And I think he's got it at that price. Yeah. So if you guys, right, like I said with Giannis, we've got 32 minutes. And if I was playing MME tonight, I'm not because I got the show and my whole process takes me too long. But if I was, like, I would just give Giannis. 34 minutes, right? And you're just going to get more of them than everybody else using the stock Roto-Grinders projections. Our projections are good, if not great, but do not be afraid to put your own twist on things if you have a reasonable... That's that's how you get contrarian, guys. (laughs) Yeah. I I always say that when I used to do my own model, like it was... And I don't anymore. Why? Because the Roto-Grinders projections have gotten exponentially better. So I just rely on them. I just adjust the minutes on my own. But I don't do my own model anymore. But one of the nice things that came from when I did that is that even if my model wasn't better than other ones, it would still allow me to be contrarian Mm -hmm. in spots that other people weren't looking at. So I would actually have a better chance of winning a tournament, even if my projections weren't as good because I would end up being way contrarian some other spots, you know, some days. There's definitely a thought process behind that. I I think you could do that just in ownership, right? And rotor grinders and doing things like that and making groups, but you can just, you can just make like your own, pro- if you have a reasonable projections, they don't have to match everything on Roto-Grinders, right? No. You, you could still be good. You could be three fantasy points off Luca on a night, but that's going to give you either a hundred percent or zero percent. And it's okay to be a, a little different. On things. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm a big fan of taking stands and when you do your own projections and you don't have to do like every single person, you know, I, I used to do it where I would put them at one minute and then I would, do their projected point per dollar, putting in like five or six different things. Then I would project their minutes. And it was a whole process and it became such a headache for anything over five or six games. Now the guys behind the scenes handle it, right? And we just have to look at the pretty Roto-Grinders. Exactly. And I, you know, the one thing I do do on my own is the minutes because like right now we've got Kevin Hoyter at 36 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be closer to 38. So I'm going to put it at 38 and all of a sudden he becomes one of the absolute best value plays on this slate. So a guy like Kevin Hoarder, somebody that I am going to be overweight on tonight and he's 23%. I will be at least double that. Uh, let's see here. If we get a couple more plays, FanDuel cash locks. Uh, if you're looking for that, right? I see Devin just posted it. Go read Andy means core plays article. The link is in the YouTube chat. He will have a couple of FanDuel cash locks for you. I would imagine it's going to be a couple of Hawks and a couple of really high-priced players like Giannis and other players like that. This is so annoying. <laughs> I was so excited about this slate when, it, when Trey was going to be in. And now it's just like, okay. so uh, all, what, the, all the guys I liked before it was cool to like them are now popular. What about uh, someone I like is... The Pelicans, right? The Pelicans, they all, they're all minutes monsters and it sort of varies game by game, uh, right? Look at the ownership on the Pelicans today going up against Miami. This would be, if you're looking for a game to stack that has low ownership, this is like my contrarian game stack of the night right here, right? Huge total, highest owned player Zion at 18. And I don't even know if I like Zion at 18 because he doesn't really get there in minutes. I would much rather play like Jimmy Butler with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram because Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, those dudes can play 40 minutes in a game. And I I want those guys when they hit their ceiling. This is like my favorite low-owned. Lonzo Ball has been an absolute monster, right? Minutes, 
fantasy points. He's doing it all right now, contributing across the board. I know the, no one's playing him, right, because the price is 7800 But if you're getting – he's got three straight 50 fantasy point games. He can knock off another one tonight. And guess what? If he gets 50-plus at 78, guess what? He's going to be in a winning tournament lineup. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I get it. I just never know who to pick from the Pelicans. I, if you're game, all of them, I love it. All of them. I mean, like, it's a, it's a Pelicans every night are such a great game stack team because is it Zion, Ingram, Drew, Lonzo Ball? I know some people play Derek Favors. I'm not one of them. If you were wanting to game stack it, you mentioned Jimmy Butler on the other side. That would be who I would obviously go to. Oh, yeah. Bam Adebayo at eight two. Look, he has 55 point upside. I think he is fine. Not the first guy in my lineup, but if you're game stacking, why the hell not? As far as who I prefer on the Pelicans. I don't know. Flip a coin, man. Like, I don't – I mean, all these guys are priced similarly. Every single day it could be any one of them. The Pelicans drive me nuts. They drive me nuts. I just don't mess with them. I don't like Pelican slates. I don't know. I like I like Pelican slates. I think Ball, I think Ingram, Drew, like they can all you, – you know, they're, they're better in MME. But, I mean, if you're playing a single-entry tournament tonight, right, let's, like, like, let's say you're playing the $12 single-entry on DraftKings. I know a lot okay. of people like those, right? You can play Drew Holiday – and he's going to be like 2% own. And if he, when he gets like 38 minutes and has 52 fantasy points, you're the only one who has them. And that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I get it. It's just, I personally don't mess with it. I like, I like spots where I know where the points are coming from. And with the Pelicans, I don't know. And yeah. look, there's going to be a number of games too, where everything is so spread out that none of them get there. None of them are there in the tournament winner. All right, a couple of quick thing, a reminder for you guys before we get out of here in a second. If you have QQs, I'll answer a couple. We'll see what we can get in the final couple minutes of the show. Uh, I want to mention this, right? The 1099s, they have been released by the sites. Hopefully they're correct because I was gonna say, right? <laughs> sometimes the, the sites, they tell you you win like, you you know, they just can really be off. But if you have any tax issues, uh, we have DFS accounting post in the Roto-Grinders forums. They're very knowledgeable about DFS. Um, Guys like me and Crane who do this full-time, we do our taxes a little bit differently than sort of the common person where it's more like hobby income. But if you have any questions about it, you can post in there and uh, they will help you. And then if you really want to take it to the next level, they can help you with your tax stuff as well. Go check that out. Uh, don't forget SharpSide. Get your locks in. Uh, if you want to see if there's any value on Atlanta, some of the peripheral guys, go get those. Those odds may have changed. If not, I like Rubio. Uh, his point's over. Crane, what would you want? You want to switch to Whiteside? Yeah, I want. I don't even know what the over under is for Whiteside rebounds, but I want the over. All right. right now, I, I have Napier over points at eleven and a half. I liked it a lot more when it was uh, going to be Jeff T guard, or it was it was going to be Trey Young guarding him because Trey Young couldn't got not, could not guard me. So I like Napier now. I still I'm still okay. I'm still okay with it. I'm just not in love with it. Um, real quick, uh, we're going to take some QQs in the YouTube chat. Miles Turner, uh, I was not expecting Miles Turner to be 16% owned. Uh, what are we doing with Miles Turner? Someone in chat wants to know about him. Nobody's talking about him. I think he's a a fine play with Brogdon off the court. Um, he, he does score. I looked this up in court IQ more, you know, the court IQ likes Miles Turner with Brogdon off the court. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's fine. Like as a last two hundred on yeah, DraftKings. I mean, yeah, I wish he was six K so I could just completely ignore yes. him. Um, that said, I think there are so many good spots on this slate. I would rather save four hundred bucks and play Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, a couple QQs are rolling in. FanDuel Cash Rank, Sabonis, Bam, Collins. Go. Um, I will go – is Brongan doubtful, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Sabonis, Collins, Bam. And I think Sabonis and Collins yeah. are – I don't know the price on FanDuel, but I would go Collins, Sabonis. Yeah, I, th- I think you could really flip Collins and Sabonis yeah. either way. We, we agree on that one. Uh, from Yurchek 8, Whiteside and Lillard. I like that one. Uh, or Vuk and Porzingis. I like that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with the the first one, the Lillard and Whiteside. Yeah, if, if that's a tournament, uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. But I think the Whiteside Lillard has huge upside with low ownership all around and makes for an excellent. <laughs> I love the guy in the chat that said Jared Allen WTF look Jared Allen on the inside I love him against these smaller teams and on the inside for the Spurs tonight it's Trey Lyles and Drew Eubanks like I mean, that's this is a really good Jared Allen spot and I I am very picky about when I play him but this is a spot where I'm going to play him what about Trey Lyles right he disappointed now his own it's fine he was, he was like a bajillion percent owned now he has one bad game and nobody yeah. wants to play him I mean he was a bajillion percent owned on like a four or five game slate yeah like at five in there if I remember right there was no value on this slate on that slate outside of the Spurs case five one he's fine not going out of my way to play him I, I will say I'd rather play him than Miles Turner uh, someone wants to get real sneaky thoughts on Brandon Goodwin in Instead of Teague, so you save 300 on DraftKings. I, I think there's worse plays you could make tonight for sure. I don't hate it. I mean, I saw the tweet from Mike Gallagher earlier saying that the last time Jeff Teague was the starter with Trey Young was out, it was actually Brandon Goodwin who went for like 21 points or something. Yeah. That's It's not for me, but if you guys want to do it, I'm not going to stop you. I think there's worse plays you could make tonight, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't hate it. Like Trey Young. As, as long as you yeah, as long as you know what you're doing, right? You're swerving off the highest owned player for his backup, and you understand it's not likely to happen. But is it? Is there a one in forty chance that it happens? I think yes, and that's the ownership difference tonight. So I, I think it's not the worst play in the world. Uh, let's see, Fultz. Anyone playing Markel Fultz? I don't hate it. Yeah, I think Markel Fultz is perfectly fine. Like Sorry, the the Reese. Yeah. The recent game log on Fultz looks bad, but that's also kept his price in check, and it's against Minnesota tonight. I mean, he's going to be guarded by D'Angelo Russell or Malik yeah. Beasley. Like, that's a good spot. Yeah, I think uh, I think Markel Fultz is just fine. Uh, I think that's going to about do it. we got to get off of here for crunch time. Don't forget, if you're looking for the must-have cash plays of the night, go read Andy Means' cash game. Uh, I forgot. Whatever it is, hit, go read his article on Roto-Grinders. <laughs> cash game. <laughs> He, he will get you that. And if you can't watch crunch time and see him live in person, you can go read that. Hit the like button on your way out of here. It lets us bring you all this stuff for free each and every single day. And other than that, good luck tonight, boys. I am Britt. He's Crane. And we out you.